Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. August 24th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great start to your morning. We appreciate you taking the time and joining us. Justin Kalen, how are you? I am tired. I... You know, I, I tell you all all the time, I'm I'm the best sleeper in the world, or at least I'm in the top 25, pretty comfortable, comfortably. Last night that was not the case. I was I was rolling everywhere last night trying to get some sleep. So I I think I did end up getting five six hours somewhere in that range. But also, if you know me, you know I need eight hours. So I'm I'm dragging a little bit today, but that's okay. I've got a got a pretty easy day, so I'll, I'll be all right. I'm gonna stay out of the heat today. I'll tell you that. You should. That's- you, you you should stay out of the heat today. You need you you need a break. Rest of that body, Scoots. I do. Although, hey, before we get started, let me let me just do a shout out. Happy birthday to Gil today. Big thirty five. So yeah, I don't know what I've got planned on the docket for today. He wants to try to get out and golf. I think that is absolutely foolish. Um, so we'll see how the day shakes out. Roush, you're allowed to talk this morning. What's up? <laughs> Go ahead, Am buddy. I? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a co-host thing. You go ahead and talk sometimes. I talk sometimes. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, man, I forgot how that worked. Um, yeah, I, I had a long day yesterday, too. It was a long day, very long day. Um, so, yeah, we're figuring it out. We're putting the pieces back together. Did a show last night in uh, a 90-degree office. That was not fun. So we're picking up the pieces. We're putting them back together again, and we're getting up, back up off the mat, getting back up off the mat. So – um yeah uh tj are you excited for your excursion to the the land of lincoln illinois no no indiana yeah where's the the (laughs) place of the big lincoln statue the land of lincoln yeah uh dc yes excited for that excited for it i found out yesterday or was retold, refigured out, whatever. What the flight's a little earlier than than I thought. Um, so we're we're getting out a little earlier than I thought 
but so I'm gonna have to probably leave around the first hour or so. But you guys will be in good hands. We got a fun show for you today. We didn't finish the Thornton's text line yesterday. I'm a little nervous if these guys are gonna finish it today. We'll see. Uh, but we got Trivia Thursday. Corey Price is going to join us. We're going to talk trivia. We're going to continue our NFL fantasy discussion as well. Not spend as much time on it probably as we did yesterday just because we've got other things we've got to get to. The Thornton's text line, which remember to start your day at a Thornton's. They're on every block. Folks, if you haven't tried one of Thornton's breakfast sandwiches, I promise you, they're delicious. You'll be happy that you did. You'll think to yourself, oh my gosh, that was really good. And for that price, am I going to be am I going to be stopping in at Thornton's for my breakfast options more often? And you're going to be telling yourself, yes, I am, because it just makes sense. It tastes delicious, and you got to try them. But if you're not a breakfast sandwich kind of person, get their donuts. We're going to have them at the at the Big X Kickoff Classic Golf Scramble next Friday. We're going to bring some Thornton's Donuts. You'll find out just how good they are if you're going to be joining us there. Or get some fresh fruit every day. It's not like the gross, bruised, black bananas. Uh, they're good, but not too ripe either. They're just like the perfect in the middle uh, where, where you like them. Check them out. Become a Refresher Rewards member today. You can download the app. tells you the prices in your area, the buy ones, the get ones, all that good stuff. Uh, so text on into the Thornton's text line. We need to finish that. And then it actually ended up being a slightly, well, a, a definitely below average, but maybe for a summer radio day around average, UK newsworthy day. We, we got some, we have sports in the UK athletic department to talk about if we want to go yes. down that road. So sports. we've got stuff to get to today. Uh, Scoots, we missed you yesterday. Yeah, how'd it go? Uh, you said you said it was hot, but how how did you play? Just highly recommend people not being outside in in this weather. Just super yeah. super hot, and we even got out like we weren't even in really the thick of it. Maybe right at the end is like when it, it got its hottest. But uh, that would probably be my my biggest takeaway, Scooch. But otherwise, great, great. I, I, it was a great time. Yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun. Uh, we we did miss you. Did you spank little Johnny? And would we have had a chance to beat you in a best ball? The best ball would have been really close. Okay. And to answer your first question, did the sun rise in the east this morning? <laughs> is it going uh, to set in the west this evening? By the time I got to the studio this morning, the sun had, in fact, not risen in the east. So, Ooh. so you can't confirm, actually. I cannot confirm, know. no. You have no idea what direction the <laughs> sun could have been coming up this <laughs> nope. morning. Okay, fair, fair enough. But yes, of course. Uh, although, he was two under through three on the back nine which was pretty cool what he was like he was floating yeah what a eagle he one went, he went birdie par birdie wow and uh then then the wheels fell off a little bit unfortunately but uh i was even through four on the back nine had a chance at a 39 on the back nine but ended up with a 41 and had a quad on number two so that really killed me uh, so I shot an 86, but really was pretty solid after that bad second hole. But uh, the if you it would have been close. It probably would have came down to like 18. I would have guessed if if uh, if we would have done the game that we were looking at. Well, from the sounds of it, I'm glad I didn't join you all, and that pretty well makes up my mind for today as well. Not gonna go out. So good advice, TJ. It's funny. Yeah. Like, or go ahead, Ralph. Sorry. I was just gonna say, like, I don't even. I know the old saying is it's not the heat, it's the humidity, but it really, there's something about like the, 
the air, it just feels like chalk. And I, I mean, I just breathing, I can feel myself struggling. Like I'm a damn old man with COPD and I'm not, um, I think I've got a little bit of asthma, but it is, um, hard out here in the streets right now. Not just the heat. It's just like, uh, it's just gross. I, I think that is the humidity, right? That like stickiness we feel. And yes, yes, like it's, a, a valley, the Ohio Valley. It's like the worst in Louisville than anywhere else in the, the country. Correct. It just, um, I know that's an old saying and I just, I always like, okay, yeah, but it's a dry heat and it's still really hot, but that, that, the thickness and the chalkiness, the chewiness of the air has really just been awful. Um, I know we alluded to it yesterday, but or mentioned it. Uh, I, I made sure to bust Spears' balls because he's ready to cancel the games Friday night. Um, but I don't know. Maybe maybe I might be coming around to, on his side because it is it is pretty gross out there. So stay safe, people. Stay safe. Yeah, TJ, big news. Roush was listening to the Big X yesterday. Can you believe that? Oh, yeah, we were at, this was like the number one, you know, we do the morning pleasantry segment, obviously, but the number one topic was going to be today. Roush texted into the Thornton's text line for what we can only assume is to be the first time ever. <laughs> I've, I've got plenty of texts in there. I, I normally just don't chime in, but um, did, you Spears, get kidnapped I, or, did you get kidnapped or something? Yeah. And you walked in like a basement and they just had that on to kind of drown out your screams? No, no, I was actually out picking up uh, something to take to Lexington for uh, YouTube Dan, uh, Daniel Hager, doing some uh, video work for us. So I had to pick up some from Stephen Peake, but I listen to, I, I get Spears probably three or four days a week. I just don't always mention it because like I don't have takes on the Diamondbacks, you know, like I just I can't. <laughs> I, 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 they, they're playing baseball still, apparently. Brandon um, Fott pitches for them. Come on, Ralph. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Tony Burke's Texas Rangers, right? I, d- I didn't know they were his Texas Rangers, or are they? Um, I did love that fun fact yesterday, though, Scoots. Uh, Yankees, did they've lost nine in a row. Did they win yesterday? Ooh. They were up like nine nothing. I figured they had the Yankees. Yeah, yeah Aaron, Aaron Judge Dang hit three it. homers, so I imagine they did win. Dang it. Yeah, that was the uh, – Love, love hearing that that was the longest losing streak since the 80s. Sorry I'm not up to date on the Yankees, Roush, because I was too worried last night about my Reds getting the sweep, baby. Yeah. Oh, they, they beat Shohei? They beat, well, so they played Shohei in game one yesterday, and he actually came out of the game after one, one and a third inning. So oh. he is, they are shutting him down for the rest of the year in terms of pitching. So he's still going to bat, but he will no longer pitch the rest of the season for the Angels. But the Reds did get the sweep pumped. Needed it. The Shohei news is devastating. Yeah. Not because not because like the Angels weren't going to do anything. They were they they probably should have shipped him shipped him away and and gotten something for him, but they thought maybe they could make a run. Maybe they can try to convince him to stay. I don't think those things are going to happen. Uh, the run is definitely not going to happen. But the thing that stinks is like the, there could be a possibility that they just say like your your pitching days are done, buddy. Like you're you're too you're too valuable as a hitter to potentially just be out because of pitching injuries. So let's just cut that part out, and you can. That's what I'm worried about with this. And, and he may need another Tommy John surgery. And I, I'm oh that bad. That's what some people, that's what I saw on social media. I have no idea oh. if it's true or not, obviously. But 
I, I worry that they're just going to say like, all right, we're, you're no longer a pitcher anymore. You're just going to be one of the best batters in baseball. Uh, but I like love this unicorn in baseball. It makes baseball more entertaining. It makes it more fun. It's awesome to hear about him pitching a great game and then also just dominating at the plate as well. So, yeah, that was a bummer. He'll be out the rest of the season. But, Scooch, congrats to your red legs. I was able, I think for the first time in my life, use the hashtag yesterday in celebration for Terry Sr.'s bet. It hit. Wow. He had he did more it. faith in the Reds than probably 95% of Reds fans. He believed in them. Uh, he's just bummed that he didn't make some sort of like potentially NL Central bet or playoff bet. Uh, and like I've mentioned a couple times, he's he's still considering reinvesting this, although I'm worried it may go in some capacity to U of L football. Yeah. And probably Ooh. the over win total there. You, you that's can't. what I'm worried about. He, he hasn't said that or anything, but that's what I think he's going to do. Yeah, and you, he would have you place that because I just don't think you can do that garbage on your app. I don't. I don't think it'll let you. Well, I wouldn't do it if I were you being a Kentucky fan and my dad wanted no, to place I don't, bet, I don't I mind that nope, part of it. I wouldn't do it. I just don't know if it's going to hit, although it is a really easy schedule. But congrats to him. Congrats to the Reds. They desperately needed this little mini win streak. So so well done. The Red Sox finally won in Houston yesterday. So that, that was nice to see. It would be great if they could win today. But I'm not overly optimistic. But uh, congrats to the Red Legs. Baseball kind of heating up. And just in time for it to heat up, we push it out the door and talk mostly yeah. football because that's what yeah. this radio show does, Nick Roush. Oh, we love it. We're excited. I, I will say, though, in your tease, I, I feel like I've got all these boxes checked, except somebody called the Kentucky football team scary? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. What? In a good way. Yeah. And it's somebody that you love. Who? Whoops. Do we want to get into it right now? Are we done with our morning pleasantries? Yeah, uh, I got, I'm, how, I'm how out of pleasantries. Guys, how was guys' night? Yeah, right. Like we're not going to ask about guys' night. Uh, it was oh, it was awesome, actually. I uh, I got I got the hookup in terms of food, so I ordered the. Uh, oh, I that's ordered, not usually not what they're talking about at Outback. That's true, especially not you. No, so I order the uh, sirloin and shrimp. Right, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I I got a what I assumed to be a $25 Outback gift card. That's why it was my turn to pick. That's why I picked Outback. I was like, oh, let me save a little money this month on guys night. So despite that, I go there and I splurge. I'm like, give me the sirloin and the shrimp with the loaded mashed potatoes and mushrooms. They bring my food out and on my plate is my steak, a piece of chicken, and my loaded mashed potatoes, and then normal mashed potatoes, and a side of mushrooms. So I'm like, what in the world? What? This is not even close to right. So our server comes over, everything looking all right, and I was like, nah, I'm, I was supposed to have shrimp. So I ended up getting steak, shrimp, and chicken, and two sides of mashed potatoes to go with my mushrooms. So that being said, it was a freaking fantastic night. Wow. It was very So happy. does that mean, so how much Ooh. did you take home? You basically got two dinners. Yes, I do have a nice little lunch for today. I got some mashed potatoes. I got I ate a couple bites of the chicken, so majority of my lunch today will be that. I do have a little piece of steak left as well, although I do worry about reheating steak, although I've done it in my air fryer before, and it was pretty awesome, so I'll likely try that again today. But, yeah, I do. I couldn't re- I- I couldn't remember if you had an air fryer or not. Yeah. But put that bad, put the steak, steak in an air fryer is awesome. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. done it before, and it is good, yeah. 
I think the the reason why it works so well is it doesn't like if you do a microwave, it just cooks it more. So like, you know, I'm a medium rare guy, and by the time you warm it back up, it's medium well. I, I think the air fry it, fryer it, it it warms it without internally changing the temperature a ton. Well, that that was the one thing about my steak is I order I always go medium. I'm just a medium guy. I always have been. Probably always will be. But uh, it comes out a little more pink than I would have liked. It was closer to medium rare than medium. So if I did put it in the microwave, it'd probably probably cook to a nice temp. But I, yeah, I think air fryer will be the ticket for sure. No, yeah. it is so much. And I'm talking leftover. I'm not like going and buying a cut of steak sure, yeah. and just exclusively cooking it in my air fryer. Although I did that with like a sausage one time because it was raining outside and uh, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good as well. So maybe a steak wouldn't be too shabby. I'm talking about leftover steak. And I know you said it's only like a little bite, so it really doesn't matter. But don't don't put steak in the microwave. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. I Ever since I got my air fryer, I am very big on avoiding the microwave. I, I will go out of my way to use the air fryer and avoid the microwave any chance I get. The only thing I exclusively use my microwave for is my Stouffer's mac and cheese, which is undoubtedly, without question or debate, the best mac and cheese in the game. It is so good. And it's so simple, and it's probably so processed and bad for you. But, like, it is so cheesy and hot and delicious, and the noodles are soft, and they just make you feel at home. So, best mac and cheese in the game. Shout out to you, Stouffer's. There's your free advertisement for the day. Uh, nobody else is allowed to, to use any free advertising. Name brand TJ. Got to get Stouffer's. <laughs> I'm, trying to get, I'm trying to get a deal. Oh, See, I could be the face. I, I've always, I could be the face of Stouffer's. It took Will take... Levis to get two years to get a mayonnaise deal, buddy. I don't, I don't think you're going to get a Stouffer's one anytime soon. I've been eating Stouffer's since like 2001, so maybe even longer than that. But I, ever since I can remember, I've been a Stouffer's baby. By the way, TJ will not agree with this, but my gosh, Will Levis, luckiest man in the world, best mayonnaise in the world. He's got to deal with them. Unbelievable. I so that was um. How, he gets a lifetime supply of mayonnaise scoots. How how many jars of mayonnaise do you eat a year? Do you go through in a year? Because I'm a, I'm a mayonnaise person. I use mayonnaise to make, um, we, we make our own version of quesadilla sauce at the Roush House. Even doing that, I think I might maybe one jar a month max. Like it's not a very, like it's not a food you use a ton of. A jar a month or a jar a year? I said maybe a jar a month tops. Wow. But that's it's really not that. Incredible. I might go through one jar a year. Granted, I get the big jar, and also, granted, I do not cook at home. <laughs> um, if I started cooking at home more like I did a few years ago, I would use probably three or four of those big ones a year just because I'm big on, like, tuna salad, and I put a ton in my tuna salad. So, yeah, but I, I haven't – here lately I haven't used it like I had in the past. But I love even love once helmets. a month. You're right. That would be a stretch. Yeah, like, for sure. Well, and I also did the thing too, where I got I'll get the very cheap stuff for when we make our sauce, our quesadilla sauce, and like that was in there for a, a while. It was like we had we had double mayonnaise for like months and months. Like, oh. Gross. So, yeah. Oh, mayonnaise, great, great condiment, great condiment. Gross, gross, disgusting. <laughs> You both have a lot of growing up to do, if I do say so myself. Uh, all right, Roush, it was your boy. Get ready for this. Uh? Mike Farrell. Mike Farrell. Woo! 
Mike Farrell thinks UK can be scary good. And assuming they get their offensive line issues fixed, he's high on the Cats. I think he ranked them number 13. Wow. Uh, Mike Farrell's still doing things? The Godfather. You're still following him? No, this was a thread on House of Blue that tipped me off to it. So I, I no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I was gonna say he, um, he has his own. The last I heard of Mike Farrell because he has his own. Uh, him and Rivals had a falling out because that that was he was the OG there, one of the original um, recruiting guys over at Rivals twenty some odd years ago. Um, but he started his own site, and they had a very funny like draft analytics thing that he used around the NFL draft. It was like the feral system, which I just liked. I like the thought of just branding everything as your last name. Um, like It's like the dentist system. The, exactly. Roush <laughs> <laughs> uh, ratings. Oh, another fun thing in recruiting, I've noticed um, you got to have a – you got to have some sort of um, – uh, punny way to like have subheadings or like and on three we have the Simmons scoop and the Simmons scoop that that plays I think that plays pretty well uh, but there's a lot more out there where I'm like oh guys we're, we're really trying too hard on this um I tried Roush's read that that isn't too bad but no, like that's hor- no, horrible the Roush report is? okay boom yeah but like uh y- y- okay and like, I, it, I, I didn't use it, like it as like a heading. Mine was like a subheading of like, here's what it what it really, here's what all of this actually means. I like Roush report with Roush. No, that's no good. I like Roush yeah. ratings. Roush ratings isn't bad. I like that too. That's got a nice Roush report, it. and then you graphic it as like a political show, like font and kind of back. I make it really Ooh. big, bold. The Roush report. Yeah. We could do the stonks uh, meme. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're onto something here. I, I, I shouldn't be one to talk about any of this stuff. Our, my first radio show was the Sports Talker with TJ Walker. So um, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's as cheesy and as bad as it possibly gets. Let's see. What else did I have? I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big alliteration guy. I think everybody yeah. is in this day and age. I think you got to be. Uh, in this economy. So I, I like those. I'm a sucker for alliteration. Um, but yeah, Mike is huge on, on UK. He said, he said, is ranking them 13th? Is that too high? Not if they get the O-line issues fixed. This is a scary team. So we're back to being Mike Farrell fans because he said something nice about our yeah. favorite team. We did it, everybody. We did it. Wow. We're coming to you next, girls. Jeff Goodman. Um, I do appreciate the 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 buzz that's um, seems to be picking up. There's a lot of. Uh, I, I think the biggest. It's not only the offensive line for a lot of people. It's just having Alabama and Georgia on the schedule, because from where I'm saying, most people seem to believe that it's going to Kentucky's going to upset somebody and it's going to mess things up. It's just who is that? Who's that going to be? Is it going to be Georgia? Alabama. Is it going to be Alabama, uh, Tennessee, are they going to be hot? Who's it going to be? Ooh, let's do a sports radio exercise real quick. You get one win on the schedule. Anyone you want. Oh, man. Uh, self, uh, man, okay. So, thinking out loud, Alabama would mean more for the program 
but I hate Tennessee so much in their fans and everything they stand for. So like head says Alabama, heart says Tennessee. I think head, I, I gotta I gotta use my head here and pick Alabama and send send Nick Saban to the early retirement home. No Georgia? You know Georgia. Roush doesn't like to win in between the hedges. Georgia would be I my when, answer. Yeah, but win at home, storming like I don't know. It's I, I well, we're, we're not storming the field against stupid Tennessee. Right, but it, but if in my scenario, I'm picking Alabama at home. Thinking about right. the game day there, oh. you know, like it's a tough that atmosphere. It would be it would be it would be the new LSU win for this era because that's the one thing as big as the wins that Mark Stoops has. I mean, he beat Florida two years ago. That team wasn't that great, but like it was at home, so we got the monkey off. But there hasn't been a ton of huge wins at home. So, like, I, I think that would be nice to, to throw those folks a bone. It's a great question. And what an awesome radio show to ask such a complicated, just uh, totally original question. Mm-hmm. One win on the schedule, which one would you take? Nobody said Louisville. Yeah, no. We've done that plenty of times. I, I would love beating them again, though. If, if Yeah. I feel really good about it happening regardless this season. Exactly. Stoops, I... I, I this summer, I haven't been worried about the Governor's Cup, but I do think like it's getting closer where it's going to be. It's just going to be more competitive moving forward, and Louisville's going to get their their fair share of wins here and there. I think in the future, but I don't think it's I don't think it's here just now. And it's but as the summer went on, I, I started to like. All right, I still just think UK has a pretty substantial talent gap. U of L safety issue, Roush. It's almost walk on time there for the cards. They've had really tough luck at that position this offseason. But even, even still, I think almost at every single position, I'd take Kentucky. And you just you gotta assume that UK's gonna win if that's if that's gonna be the case. But I do think it's gonna get closer. So as the summer's gotten on went on, I've gotten more confident about it. But Stoops' comments on Monday, Roush, that kind of is like the feather in the cap. I'm not worried about it. The cherry on the Sunday. This the Governor's Cup's going to be in Lexington uh, for the for at least the next year, probably the next two, with it being in Lexington in 2024. Uh, but maybe maybe U of L gets it back in 2025 potentially. That's way down the road. But Stoops' comments on Monday really cemented for me that like we got this bad boy. So I would pick Alabama just for that fun moment in Lexington, just the craziness of it all. And it, it, it's tough, but I'd have Georgia second and I'd probably put Tennessee third. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, I can pick up what you're putting down. Um, and the thing about Louisville too, just, just to add to that, like the, the series isn't in total imminent danger, but maybe down the road, like it, that could be more important next year. But as for right now, as Stoops did say on Monday, he's got an SEC gauntlet in front of his face. That's a little bit more important. That's a little bit more pressing. Um, and, you know, Alabama, they they don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Uh, that's still up in the air. Uh, Georgia has a quarterback, but they also have a new play caller. Um, I booked my hotel for Georgia this year, uh, yesterday, uh, Mr. Sports Talker. Uh, was too late to get into town, though. That was that was unfortunate. No, you're on the outskirts. Yeah, yeah, on the outskirts this year. It was 
It was it was it was a lot to to stay in. in the Airbnb that we got last time that was affordable already booked up. So yeah, unfortunate. Already for UK and at Georgia. Yeah, like if you want to stay in the Athens or the surrounding area, it's probably going to be like twelve hundred bucks. Uh, Jeez, please. So, yeah, yeah. You can get at the Hojo for five fifty a night though. What's the Hojo? The Howard Johnson. Oh my heavens! Yeah, yeah, it's. Crazy. I mean, I paid. I paid an arm and a literal leg. Pain and staying in Oxford, but we were we were like right in the thick of it. I'm, I'm glad that we did. Uh, wish we maybe would have stayed Saturday, but I also wish UK probably would have won the game too. So can't always have it have it this way. Oh, Lucy, saying bye bye to Dad. Dad, come here, Lucy. Let's get you on radio here. Yeah. Can you say bye bye, Dad? Can you yeah. say what's your name? Yeah, that's your last name. What's your first name? No, what's your first name? Is it Lucy? Is she saying roll call? She's saying walk. Can roll you say roll call? You say roll call? Okay. Say roll call. Okay. Yeah, all right. Thank you. All right, uh, you fellas talk. I got to say bye to her. Okay. I won't see her until Sunday, so I will be right back. Oh, oh. man, that was, that was cute as hell, Scoots. <laughs> that was. Love, love oh, the kid. <laughs> roll call. Oh. <laughs> I do think part of the reason why those tickets are so expensive, though, Kentucky's one of the biggest games on Georgia's schedule. Um, and that's not me trying to be butt slapper homer radio. If you look at their home games, uh, South Carolina at home, uh, Ole Miss at home, those are their big home games in Kentucky. So Kentucky's one of their big ones. I think that's a part of the reason why. Those things went so fast. I don't know if it's like homecoming or anything, but yeah, if you haven't booked your trip, I'd get in at Commerce, Georgia, or Brazelton, or one of those towns uh, while you can. So, Roush, uh, going fast. There, there hasn't been a three-peat champion since I want to say Minnesota back in like the '30s, early '40s. Who does Georgia lose to this year that they shouldn't lose to? Honestly, or do you see them three-peating? Well, you say they shouldn't lose to. What's going to happen, Scoots? I have a feeling, my, my, my wild take this year is that A&M is actually going to play in the SEC championship game. But Georgia will probably win the SEC. I just don't, I think they'll end up getting upset in the college football playoff at playoff. some point. And at that point, it's, is it a team that they should lose to? I, I mean, come on. I, I don't, I don't know about, or shouldn't lose to. I, I don't. I don't know about all of that, but you know, like one of those Penn States or uh, Ohio States or Michigans. You know, like there, there's going to be formidable foes out there once they get to that playoff. But it's I, I have a hard time seeing them stumbling in the regular season. Oh, I mean, really, unless it's to Kentucky or somehow Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze was a giant killer. When he was at Ole Miss, I just don't think that he's going to have that thing rocking and rolling early enough with Peyton Thorne as his court. Like, I, I don't think he's other guns big enough yet to do that. So, yeah, I, 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 I really think they'll probably end up having a, a clean sheet once again, but just losing once they get to the playoff. What's the old Auburn head coach doing these days? Oh, great question. Who what is it, Brian Harson? Yeah, what's Brian Harson up to? I wonder. I'm probably just enjoying that buyout money. I mean, it was like twenty million dollars, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, and- here we go. 
Headline from ESPN May 2023. Brian Harson, quote unquote, thriving away from football after Rocky tenure. If give me $20 million, I'm thriving too. I'm I am thriving. I promise you. I, away from football, in football, with without football, I'm I'm doing pretty well for myself with 20 mil. Wouldn't have an issue with that. That'd be nice. Um a, a quick hitter that I'd written down. Well, we can talk more time about this. We we get a report, Roush, that UK Gonzaga not going to be in November, not going to be in December. It's going to break up the conference schedule either in January, February. I think Tristan Ferris maybe said it's going to be the weekend that the old SEC Big 12 used to be, which would be the last Saturday in January. Do you like this? Do you not like this? How do you feel? Love it. Um because as a as a football fan, I know that I, and it's and it's it's going to get different. Like football is going to take up more of the calendar, but you get a like the Champions Classic bump, and then there's a little bit of feast week. But people just don't really pay attention to college basketball as a sport until after the bowl season. So, from a national audience perspective, ESPN is going to gas this game the hell up. Like, so we're, we're going to be seeing during a, may not bowl season, but like while ESPN in the middle of wild card weekend, they're probably going to be promoting Kentucky versus Gonzaga. So I, I really like that this is going to get a lot of eyeballs in the sport. Would love it if this was Super Bowl Sunday. I think college basketball is missing out on having Super Bowl Sunday during the day as a premier um, kind of game slot time. So yeah, I, I'm all for it being later on the season. Uh, in the middle of conference play, I know the SEC is better, and so like you know, ideally, you're not really getting a break here. But um, yeah, I just, I just love the attention that it's going to bring to the sport, specifically uh, your University of Kentucky Wildcats. Roar. Yeah, I, I like that part of it. The part that you could have some fun with this potentially. You you could try to to. I don't know. I like your idea of maybe like a Super Bowl sort of deal. I doubt they do it. It's probably just going to be that last Saturday in January. But you you have some potential to really make it special and really make it a big deal for college basketball. And that's good for Kentucky if you find a way to do that. I'm strictly looking at it from, and this is like maybe a contrarian take, and I don't usually like to do that stuff. But I look at it from a winning-losing standpoint. And I know the the take that most people have, and I totally understand it, is that, okay, play them later in the season. These freshmen are going to be better. Kentucky will be more prepared to, to bring them bring them to Rupp and give them a butt kicking. There's truth to that. Like, UK should be better in January and February than they will be in, in November or December. And if you're a younger team, you want to play better teams later in the season. I just think when I was thinking that this game was going to be a Saturday in December when UK is kind of doing Roush, we talk about it every so often, the weekly games where we talk about when we were growing up, when it was IU one Saturday and then Louisville the next Saturday and maybe the game at Freedom Hall the following Saturday. And, uh, of course, the IU-UK game was the game at Freedom Hall. Sometimes they played other ones, though, there, which was always a good time. But I'd like to – I just think that they were – if it's going to be in February or January, I worry that in between playing Tennessee and at Florida, 
maybe this game just kind of gets lost in the shuffle more than if it's a standalone game when UK hasn't played for a week. It's on a Saturday in December. Fans are going to be just super pumped up for it because it's basketball season still relatively new to all of us. That's when I wanted to take down Gonzaga. I worry a little bit about it being later in the year. Yes, the freshmen should be a little bit better, and I think UK is going to win regardless. I think if you put the game in December, they were going to win. You put it in November, I think Kentucky was going to win. If you put it in January, February, I think Kentucky's going to win. If they play in March, I think Kentucky's going to win, especially with the games being at Rupp Arena, though. I don't think it really matters. I just I think it, it could get lost in the shuffle with a loaded SEC more so than if Kentucky's only playing two games in 14 days they were going to have that bad boy circled coming out hungry, ready to go. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I'm, I think, I, I think that might be a little overblown though. Like Gonzaga is going to be, they're wearing their jerseys on the other side. I think Kentucky's going to come ready to play. I do think though, to your point about like there, there would be a lot of value in picking up a huge non-conference win in December or November, just for the for the fan base to be like, oh crap! All right, this team, like, it would be some reinforcement for what we've seen over the summer, and know that like, all right, this can be something special. Um, I mean, you can still get that in the Champions Classic, and then you can also get it in the CBS Sports Classic. But I, I, I do think there is benefit to picking up one of those early season wins to really, really get you fired up. Great points that I didn't even think of. Yeah, that makes me even more cemented in my opinion. And I do agree with you. Like, it, it will be Gonzaga. It will be a big game. I just think when the team's kind of hungry for just any sort of stuff, I'd, I'd rather feed them a delicious, juicy steak like Scoots had last night in December. Come on. When instead they're just kind of in the thick of things. And secondly, you mentioned it from a fan base standpoint. That's 100% accurate. I didn't really think about that. But we have mentioned that during the summer that – this team needs to win some of their early out-of-conference games just because we're sick of losing them. And yeah. this ball can really get rolling if you win more. But secondly, just from a team standpoint, fans, absolutely, you're right, good point. But from a team standpoint, it'd be great for these freshmen to get a, beat as many good teams early on as possible just to know, like, hey, we're, we're rocking and rolling. Now, we're the, the counter-argument to that would be, okay, you know, Maybe they don't get. Maybe that does. Maybe it does or doesn't happen in November, or December. But now getting Gonzaga in January or February, they can start to click at the right time, and they could maybe win like you know 10, 15 straight games going into the SEC tournament and get ready to rock and roll. So you can look at it from that point of view. But I agree. I agree with the take that like momentum's important early into the season, both from a fan standpoint, but more importantly from a player development standpoint. Momentum's going to be big with this group, I think. Yeah, so I, I wish it was going to be earlier, but I'm not. It's I'm not going to make this like fiery hot take that UK messed yeah, up the schedule yeah. or anything like that. It'll be <laughs> fine and it'll be great. And for the reasons you said, it is still Gonzaga coming to town. But I, I wish it would have been just in that December lull while we're just kind of desperate for anything, waiting for UK to play in the college football playoffs. It's that long break, you know. It'd be nice to get as many good basketball games there as possible. And also, I think it's because it's a testament to the SEC. Back in the day when the SEC stunk, when Calipari first took over, yeah, please. And that's, you know, I, I like the SEC Big 12 Challenge being there for the most part. But SEC's really good now. That game could very well be sandwiched between two other top 10 opponents. It's not impossible that that could be the case. You just don't really know how the schedule's going to going to unfold just yet. But People forget the uh, SEC-ACC Challenge is this year. 
Scoots, do you remember who Kentucky's playing? Uh, no. No, I don't. Mimi, Yami, Yami. Oh, that's right. Miami, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't sure if you'd remember or not. All the, uh, we've talked after all, we've, we've talked we a lot talk since then. The show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we do. We, we talk a lot most, most days. All right. Uh, let me just pluck through the Thornton's text line real quick and, Steal all the good ones from you. Oh, all. TJ, I want to. Oh. You have to. You have to respond to the Ravens one. Somebody said the Ravens never had bad defense. TJ, explain, please. They're gonna stink. Oh wow, he said it. Yeah, <laughs> he's got you. Wow. They're 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 just gonna stink. I don't think they're. I don't, you know, NFL defenses for the most part, they're very fast. They're very strong. They're big. They're athletic. That's across the board in all 32 teams. So it's not like they're just going to get like a ton of points. But I think when this group is going to need to come up with a stop, they're not going to they're not going to be able to do it. But you're just going to have to. They don't have a lot of depth. They're throwing in a lot of young guys, which can be an okay thing from time to time. Um, but no, they're they're gonna they're gonna stink. And then the Rams' defense is supposed to be really, really bad this year, which is a surprise because they're historically, you know, been or at least in the last yeah, five years, they've, they've, they've been had some dudes defense. too. I mean, that's just kind of their mo. Didn't Aaron Donald so, retire, I, or am I thinking no. of someone else? He threatened to just oh, to get more right. money. Yeah, that's right. Um, the the yeah, I, it, I I couldn't do as much NFC research because I was I mean in my car to like. 1040 last night um but like trying to i was just thinking what the hell are the rams like they good for them for going all in when they did and actually cashing in on it and getting a super bowl but like everything that everyone warned about about going all in and not having any draft picks i mean it's kind of it, it's all come to fruition so uh they're they're in a really weird spot i don't even is stafford even going to be healthy to start this year i don't think so it's a weird weird spot they're in weird spot they're in uh i'm, I'm just trying to see if there's any text specifically to me i'm looking at one ranking that has the ravens ranked 12th defensively so maybe they'll be better than i think but i, I don't first off my buddy that's a ravens fan he has told me that they are going to be bad unless jadavion Clowney hits a time machine um so I'm kind of going off his take, but this one ranking has them ranked pretty high. So I guess maybe maybe I could be wrong about that. Let's see. I don't. Maybe I'll, I don't know if there's any text pertaining specifically to me. Uh, yeah, the there is, is just there is one more. It says Ramaswamy, Sammy Swanson, Samsonite. So close. And that's from Billy Big Blue. Shout out to Billy Big Blue. Yeah, the debate was last night. Roush, did you watch any of it? Um, no, I just saw some tweets. Uh, I, I saw Rudy Giuliani's mugshot this morning. Um, yeah, no hair dye, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't get much. Um, I saw my boss had a nice Nikki Haley tweet. I, I don't, I didn't watch any of it, but I've always thought that she would be good on that. Like a, a, as a national political figure. I feel like she's just like, oh, I'm kind of in the middle. Let me, and I'm, I'm all for like, let's get some middlemen back. Let's get some not crazy radicals uh, doing government for us, extremists. Yeah, I thought she had, she had a pretty good debate. She's obviously not going to win the nomination, but she could be a very interesting VP pick potentially. Uh, the debate was hilarious. I, I did appreciate that's one thing you get out of a Republican debate a lot more than you get out of Democratic debates is like. 
you actually do get a lot of split topic conversations where there are brief moments of it actually seeming like a debate and not just like butt slapping where everybody agrees on the same thing, but they just have like slightly different tweaks for how they're going to, for how it's going to be a little bit different. But my goodness gracious, they had no, they had no crowd control. It was just like swarms of boos and cheers after every other two sentences. Uh, there was parts of it that were just a complete and total disaster. And then there was parts that I actually thought were, were decent, but overall I think debates are just absolutely hilarious. Uh, probably not a good Testament to our political system, but well it is what it did, is. Uh, did, did the guy with that tore the Achilles? Did he did he sit down for the debate? Was he at the debate? What happened or, to that guy? Well, they they all stand the entire time. Bergen from uh, yeah. what is it? One of the Dakotas or some somewhere up there. Uh, he did a good job. He, he seemed he seemed nice enough. He like started his debate with, yeah. When they told me I was going to Milwaukee for the primary, and they told me to break a leg, they didn't mean literally. And I was like, ah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he broke his leg. He broke his leg playing basketball the day the day before the debate, uh, or maybe even the morning of the debate. They weren't sure if he was going to do it or not, but he was there. He did a fine job. Uh, he did he did okay. But all right, I got to run. Got to go to our nation's capital. Get all this stuff figured out out there. And get yeah, why our, don't you go be president? <laughs> I'm going to get our country back in back in line. So make America I mean, TJ again. <laughs> Poor America. This, uh, you guys are in good hands, though. You got Scoots and you got Roush, and then you're going to get Corey Price trivia in the second hour and a jam-packed Thornton's text line. Y'all can spend as much time on that as you all want to. A lot of texts coming in. Keep them coming. Uh, let's go to a commercial break. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Big oh, X Sports Radio. Okay. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be back. Let me tell you now, friend. Don't take her. She's all I've got. Give me a uh, double bacon cheeseburger. Double bacon cheeseburger. It's for a cop. Roger. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. What the hell's that all about? You gonna spin it now? No, I was just telling him that so he makes it good. Don't spit in that cop's burger. Yeah, thanks. Roger. Welcome back in. Kentucky Roll Call here on the Big X Sports Radio. Nick Roush and Justin Kalen holding down the fort while the sports talker goes to be a bill up on Capitol Hill. Scoots, we do still have plenty to discuss. Corey Price, trivia coming up around the corner. Um, We also got to talk a little NFL. Where, where, where's, where's your mind at right now, Scoots? I, I like that we were on the same page coming out of this break. But what, um, what, what, what's on, what, what topic you want to touch on? To, to now, now that Dad's away, we get to, we get to do whatever we want. No rules. <laughs> no kidding. Do we even have to talk about sports? We can just talk about movies and music. And no, nah, I'm just kidding. I don't want to do any of that. I'm, I'm not yeah, very I knowledgeable in all those. <laughs> when have you watched a movie to talk about anything? <laughs> That's a good point. You know? That's a good point. I did watch uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off a couple nights ago. Oh, so we're just going to break down a movie that came out in 1985? <laughs> it's still good. It still still hits. Still hits. 
But no, I, I don't. I don't. I don't really care, Roush. Where, wherever you feel like we need to go, that's where I'll. I will follow. I'm a follower, do not a, a leader. What, let's let's do a little NFL talk, just because I, I I would feel bad if we only talked about the AFC and then it was just this thing where the NFC was constantly hanging out there to drive uh, to draw. Yeah, uh, we mentioned the Rams already, so NFC West. Uh, the 49ers are heavy favorites. The Cardinals are going to be very bad. Do you know who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Cardinals to start the season, Scoots? Uh, no, because Kyler's hurt, right? Yeah, Colt McCoy. Oh, my gosh. Talk about an NFL journeyman. Yeah. Good for him. I mean, well, wow, we get back-to-back days of Colt McCoy mentions going back to the Dominican Sioux thing yesterday. But, uh, yeah. Colt McCoy going to be starting the season. And I saw where they brought in. They brought in another like crazy blast from the past name uh, recently, just so like they have enough people there. You know, like it's like, all right, do we have enough people? Because they drafted Clayton Toon. It was Jeff Driscoll. And I don't, it, that, that's another name for the past. Do you remember Jeff Driscoll, Scoots? Yeah, Florida guy, right? Yeah, and then he wow. transferred to Louisiana Lafayette and played for Skip Holtz and the Raging. Not the, yeah, yeah, Raging no. Cajuns. No, Louisiana yeah. Lafayette's not the Raging Cajuns, are they? He, he played for Louisiana Tech. There you go. This so, now don't they? I think they now just go by Louisiana. No Tech. No Louisiana Tech. They're in Ruston. They kept theirs, but Lafayette is just Louisiana, and they're the Raging. Okay, Cajuns. yeah. Okay, I had them confused. Yeah, so they dropped the Lafayette. Uh, correct. Correct. But um, yeah. So the Cardinals—they're going to stink. They're going to be very, very bad. Uh, it's going to be ugly. Uh, but really, of all of the strong takes I have in this division, the most random strong take I have is just. Whatever you do, don't put any faith in Jackson Smith and the Jigba if you are going to try to cash in on a rookie wide receiver because rookie wide receivers have – wide receivers have won rookie of the year, I think, three straight years. Um, Jamar Chase, Garrett Wilson, and Justin Jefferson, I want to say. I, wide receivers have been excellent uh, coming out straight out of the draft, but uh, – Scoots, do you know how many games Jackson Smith Jigba actually played in college? I'm guessing the way you framed that question, not very many. 12. I mean, he had he had the Rose Bowl game where he put up crazy stats. I mean, they they were they were insane, and he had that basically because all of the Olave and Wilson opted out of that game. Uh, so in 2021. 1,600 receiving yards in 13 games. Wow. Outside of that, 10 total games played, less than 100 total yards receiving. Hmm. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he just had to have, was it wrist surgery? So, like, I don't, I know that that's a fun, popular pick because, he, you know, with DK Metcalf, he can be a great slot receiver. Like, that, they can be fun if Geno Smith's on it. And even if Geno Smith's not on it, um, having Drew Locke as a backup isn't the worst thing in the world. Pete no. Carroll's a good coach. Shane Waldron got the Ram system rocking and rolling up there. He's going to be a popular head coaching candidate. But I just I know the Seahawks are going to be a popular pick, but I just I feel like they're going to regress after 
being better than expected last year. I don't trust Geno Smith to just keep this thing rocking and rolling. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't really either. And, and in terms of Smith and Jigba, you've got Tyler Lockett and Metcalf still there. So I'm I'm okay with staying away from that pick. I have admittedly picked him in a couple drafts though, just because you know the what if scenario. You talked about the rookie wide receivers, yeah. so yeah, you got to take a stab on him here and there. But the one thing I truly don't know about when it comes to this division, Roush, and may, maybe you can shed some light, help me with this situation. I'm not a 49ers believer. I don't understand why the 49ers have gotten the love they have. I understand that they have a pretty solid defense, but their quarterback is Brock Purdy. Like, how how much faith can you have a team who's being led by Brock Purdy? And sure, he did some good things last year, but can he really replicate that this year, you know? Yeah, and for me, it's it's more – I mean, it's an elbow injury to a quarterback. Like that's that that's the part that scares me more so than anything. Less about his actual efficiency once he's in there and healthy. I mean, he completed sixty-seven percent of his passes, thirteen touchdowns, only four interceptions. And the thing with the 49ers offense scoots is you don't have to be like you you just gotta make really one or two big throws a game. The rest of them your athletes can take care of. And I mean, we saw them go through this quarterback merry-go-round last year, end up landing on Purdy and still being in the NFC Championship game. And you know what? They probably could have won on the road if Purdy just didn't get hurt in the first drive of the game. So that's part of it. Um, I I just I, I have a really hard time finding any team in the NFC outside of the Eagles and Niners, like just having strong thoughts that they can make that they can challenge them because the, I mean the Niners are so loaded. Pretty much everywhere except for, I mean, they got question mark at quarterback, but I like Brandon Ayuk a lot at wide receiver. Christian McCaffrey is obviously going to do some crazy things with Trent Williams and all those big boys up front. Um, and then Nick Nick, po- Nick Bosa was the defensive MVP last year. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to run it back again, but like they're still very good. Uh, I just like like you said, it, how how. How good is Purdy? Like, how good can he be once he comes back from in- injury? That's my sort of biggest well, question. Well, Roush, you actually inadvertently just changed my mind on the 49ers as a whole because Brock Purdy doesn't really have to be good. With the with all the weapons they have, with McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, you mentioned Ayuk, it's just going to be a bunch of small, short checkdowns, right? Passes out to the flat, passes, like, to running backs. So it, it's not – Brock Purdy I don't think is going to have to – do a bunch of the heavy lifting, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's very much – it's like uh, – Just get the, the ball where it's game, supposed to be. It was, I think it was Lamar's MVP year when the Titans upset the Ravens um, at home in the playoffs. And Tannehill had one of the worst stat lines I've ever seen, but he made two big throws downfield. Mm-hmm. And that's all they needed from him. Purdy's going to do more than that just because I think he's got better playmakers that will turn those seven-yard passes down the field into 25-yard gains. But if he can just make a couple throws a game, I, I, I have some confidence. And it, it's one of those things, too, Scoots, where the 49ers, uh, you, you heard me mention it with the Bills yesterday, where they've been knocking on the door for so long, eventually they're going to break through. I feel like that's got to be the case with the Niners, right? Like they've, they've been so close for so long under Kyle Shanahan. they got to break through with this, this core nucleus of guys, your Debos, your Trenton Williams, your Bosa's. So uh, I, I – 
I'm I'm feeling good about the Niners uh, next fall. There's a uh, so. I have an uncle who's a big 49ers fan, so I'm hoping none of this comes to fruition because man, I've really had a good time giving him crap my whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get to the Thorns text on five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the number. Stop by Thorns today; it'll change your life. Um, one texter says, "As long as I don't get KS bored." Oh, got him. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> he really did. Really did. Tesh says, great job on the fantasy analysis. Wholeheartedly agree with TJ that Yahoo is outstanding and ESPN is garbage. It also serves as my annual reminder that no one should be doing snake drafts anymore. I implore you to switch to auction leagues. Those drafts are so much more entertaining, and I would argue fair as well because it eliminates draft positions determining the teams. Yeah, that's just too much work for me. I, I get like you, you seem to take your fantasy a little bit more seriously. I'm I'm so much more casual. And I spent more time doing gambling research than than fantasy football. I don't I don't know. It's just it scoots. It just doesn't doesn't do it for me the same. I like having the uh, I like having it there as like a, a weekly thing. Um, just an easy two eight team. I think it's eight. No, it's probably ten team leagues. Uh, those are nice. It's just a nice casual thing. I feel like the auction. That's when it gets a little bit too. Too much for me. Yeah, I've never done an auction draft, but man, let me tell you, I am so happy that I am out of actual fantasy football this year. It's it's going to be nice to have a year off. Maybe I'll get the itch again next year to get back in, but whew, I'm glad I'm not doing it this year. Another texture says, uh, complaint for Chubb would be his inability to catch the ball. He lets you down late in the season because Stefanski gives him less carries when the Browns are out of playoff contention. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, I had a pretty hot take uh, last night, Scoots, that Jim Harbaugh, next Cleveland Browns head coach. Wow, you like that? No, you I like don't. That? I don't like that at all. Actually, <laughs> well, gets him out of the Big Ten, so maybe Michigan will crumble and only beat Indiana by fifteen. So you don't like that, as in you don't think it will happen, or you don't want him with the Browns because he'll be good. Let's 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 peel apart. No, this I'm the, I don't know. I'm not a big Harbaugh guy. At least Jim, for whatever reason, I'm something about his face. I can't stand Jim Harbaugh. I like John. John seems like a great guy, but yeah, Jim, I'm get him out of here. So you're all in on you're half and half on Harbaugh's. What about Tom Crean? How does he fit in this equation? Because he is the brother-in-law of the Harbaugh. Yeah, family. and that's why I have the opinions I have now versus the tor- towards the Harbaugh's because I just I had to see their face a lot when Tom Creighton was around Indiana, whether it was like interviews, him talking about him or whatnot. So yeah, I don't know. I, I like Tom Crean. So, I like John Harbaugh. Jim can suck it. All right, so you're two thirds of Harbaugh's. You're in. You're just out on Jim. I'll take uh, Crean's wife. Seems like a nice lady too. So I'll take three or four. Okay. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I. But um, the the stuff that's happening at Michigan, th- this is kind of teed up for one last big year. He's been flirting with the NFL for a while, and I feel like the Browns would like the Stefanski thing. As good as he's been, he got him in the playoffs, and he's had him kind of in contention. Unless Deshaun Watson tears it up, uh, they're gonna and and they they do have a chance at winning the division. They're they're going to be done with him this year. So, um, uh, I just, I could see that as a natural fit. By the way, the whole Jim Harbaugh, the whole situation in Michigan really annoys me. He's got to sit out three games, but it's against just 
the poorest quality teams you could imagine. That's so annoying. Make it be three conference games. Even if you make it the first three Big Ten games, Michigan's still not going to lose any of them. Ohio State's not in that in that spot. Well, Penn State's not in those games. So, yeah, I, I just wish they, instead of just the three games, period, granted this was Michigan's self-imposed penalty, so we'll see if the NCAA accepts it or not. But, yeah, make it three conference games, you know? The, uh, the part that amuses me is that they were going to do four games, and the NCAA was like, actually, no, that's not good enough. So Michigan was like, okay, four isn't good enough. Let's do three. <laughs> Which, uh, in other wild NCAA news, uh, late last night, Mason Smith, he's a star defensive tackle for the LSU Tigers. He is getting suspended for the Florida State game, the season opener in Orlando. He missed all of last year, got hurt in the game, preseason All-SEC, back-to-back years. Uh, he's getting suspended for improper benefits. Which, what? Yeah, who knew that was still a thing? How can that happen? Well, uh, multiple sources tell Matt Mascana that Mason Smith and Kayshawn Butte were in an autograph signing prior to the start of nil, so like weeks before uh. that started. Jeez. Oh man. Um pretty crazy. He he would have served the suspension last year, but he was injured. I don't know why they just didn't say, yeah, he suspended this game, not injured. Right? I mean that, that would have made the most sense. Um, uh, but yeah. Pretty pretty wild stuff. Uh still getting improper benefit suspensions. Feels like we're turning back the clock five years. <laughs> we're gonna turn back the clock with some trivia with Corey Price after we take our daily double break. Don't go anywhere. Kentucky roll call will be right back. Four by four. Says it all. In my place. That ain't my Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Oh, welcome back into hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X Sports Radio, 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. Nick Roush and Justin Kalen hanging out with you here on your Thursday, a trivia Thursday with our good pal, Corey Price, joining the show, UK statistician extraordinaire. Corey, I'm excited you're here. Um, I'm excited too. Um, this is a great reminder that I do owe you a all Commonwealth Stadium team. You're going to get that today, but I, I appreciate you. Putting that together, do we know when the All Commonwealth Stadium team will be released? Can you tell some folks more about it? Uh, so, uh, so September fifteenth of this year will be the fiftieth anniversary of the first game played ever there, and so I figured it's a pretty, pretty big deal. So, I uh, uh, asked a bunch of local media, uh, radio, TV, newspaper, blogs, uh, to give me their their selections of the what they believe are the top players to play UK since the 
since that first game, so the last uh, 50 years. Uh, it's gotten a lot of great uh, feedback. Um, I'll probably start going sorting, sorting through them all this weekend, and um, definitely will have them sometime next week, um, hopefully before midweek. So at, I mean, I'm probably at worst uh, next Wednesday. Nice, nice. It's um, it's a great stroll down memory lane, um, yes. and there, there's a lot of great candidates out there too. I'm sure there'll be a little bit of recency bias because not everybody remembers the guys from the '70s, right. but uh, people right. forget Warren Bright, consensus All-American at tackle yeah. there. Um, got a couple in there, a lot to choose from. So uh, I'm excited for that um, to come out. I'm uh, I, I saw your male Bulldogs got the win, so that was a it was a fun opening uh, yeah. weekend of high school football. It's going to be a hot one Friday night. Hope everyone stays cool. Um, but uh, week zero is here. We're, we're the it's the final just bridge. We got to get to the finish line. So help us get to the finish line. What what do we have on slate for trivia today, Corey? Well, I'm going a little off the uh, beaten path here. Uh, so um, you may or may may not know uh, my birthday is actually uh, tomorrow. Nope. So well done. Yeah. So then I've got a list of seven famous people who were born on August 25th. And you just have to tell me or guess what age they will be as of tomorrow. Oh, okay. So good. Good. Love this. Love yeah. playing guess the age. Um, guess the uh, happy age, yeah. early birthday to you. Big birthday Thank month. Uh, Drew Franklin, Maria Tossi, Matt Jones. Big birthday month. So Ryan, Ryan, uh, Ryan Lemon. Yeah. Yeah. It just yeah. uh, August. Popular time to be born. So um, right. Aside from Corey Price, let's guess the ages of these celebrities born on August 25th. Scoots, I'm gonna, you're going to be guessing these ages. Oh as well. yeah, no, I'm in thousand percent. So first off, we have country music star Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, gross. Uh, <laughs> Seventy one. Seventy one? Are you crazy, Scoots? I, all right, I'm going to say he was 25 and 91. When Achy Breaky Heart became very popular, so uh, that would make him fifty-three. Uh, Nick was closest. He will be sixty-two years old. Oh, oh wow! Both horrible guesses. <laughs> what a te- weird, terrible. Well, not a great start. Not a great start. Okay. So next, uh, a Kentucky basketball legend uh, from Clay County, Richie Farmer. Oh man, Ooh. I have okay. no idea uh, on this one. All right, I I have a a decent guess. Um, yeah, okay, all right, I, I've got mine. Uh, I'll go, I'll go first, Scoots. I'm gonna run back the same guess, fifty three. Ooh, I was gonna go a little lower at forty five. Nick was only one off. He will be 54. Damn it. Tomorrow. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did the, did, the, did the math wrong there, but yeah, he played. It was the okay. Allen Houston State Championship game at Freedom Hall. Was that 88? Yeah, it was. Uh, they, they actually played each other in uh, back-to-back years in the finals. It was 87 and uh, 88, actually. But yeah. Yeah, played a... Played a high school basketball game at the home of Richie Farmer in Clay County. And um, I believe they went to – I know they went to four, maybe even five straight Sweet 16s, and I think they won one and lost one. Um, Because Richie's big 50-point game, they lost to Allen Houston. Uh, Yep. But, 
Man, okay. Man, love this game. Love this game. Let's keep it rolling. So, uh, former Colt star and now the father of a star at the Ohio State. I hate saying the though. Uh, Marvin Harrison Sr. Oh, man. Uh, I'll 52. Okay. Oh, man. I, yeah, this is a, I'm going to say a little bit older. 55. Justin this time was only yeah. off by one. He will be 51. Woo! Tomorrow. On the wow. board. On the board. Nice job, students. Okay. Yeah, and you're right. Um, son's an All-American. Um, yeah. they, they have some pretty good wide receivers at Ohio State. It's yeah. kind of what they do. Decent. Uh, next up, we have actress Blake Lively. I think she's married to uh, Ryan Reynolds, I believe. She is, yeah. It's true, yeah. Um, and they're doing a new uh, – she wasn't really in the show. They've, she's Ryan Reynolds has kept her away. But a new Welcome to Wrexham is coming out soon. Um, oh, nice. I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed that show. It's one of the few contemporary sports docs um, I have out there. TJ's going to guess 37. I'm going to guess 40. The big four – Zero. Scoots, what do you got? Yeah, no, she's I think she's one of those people that looks younger than she is. Give me like forty-four. Uh this time TJ is off by one. She will be thirty-six. Wow. I didn't realize she was young. that young. Yeah. Good for you're, you're Ryan Reynolds, because I know I know he's older. He's like Yeah. Not pushing pity, but he's one of those that looks much, much younger than what he actually is. Right. Yeah. Uh next up. Actor and comedian Kel Mitchell of Keenan and Kel fame. Oh, man. Scoots, did you know they're making a good burger, too? Are they really? That's awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, they released a teaser for it. It's going to be on Paramount. So I uh, guess I'm going to have to get Paramount. But that's coming out uh, later this fall. Um, okay. Scoots, do you have a guess for this one? Wait, so we're guessing Kel? Yes, yep, Kel. Didn't he die? Or did Keenan die? No, uh, they're, they're, they're making both. the movie. I Good thought, Burger too. Yeah, don't, 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 don't jinx stuff, Justin. Please. <laughs> I thought, I thought one of them passed. All right, get for Kel. That was an internet. That was an internet rumor that Kel was dead. Yeah, they, they might have. They might have got me. Um, I don't know. With them making a second Good Burger, he's got to be younger than I think he is. Let me get like forty-one. He was on TV as a teenager in the mid-90s. I'll say he was 20 and 98. That'd be 25 years ago, so 45. Nick, on the dot, 45. Nice. Good job. Nice. Nice job. <laughs> so uh, next, uh, band member of KISS, Gene Simmons. Oh. Man, oh, gosh. 76. Uh, All right. Um uh, TJ texted in a guess of 78. Oh, man, I think that I'm, – I'm just going to say a square – no, 81 years old. Justin's closest this time with 74. I'm on a roll. On a roll. I feel like yeah. Gene Simmons has been in his 70s for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, yeah. he's, like, he's just like this old rocker – it, but the thing is, is he can hide behind the the makeup and stuff if he's on stage. So yeah, that oh, old Gene Simmons. Um, wow, this is a lot of fun. Do we do we have any more, Corey? There's one left. Uh, okay. Say the best or last. This person's really so famous they should have their their own list. 
uh, it's me. How how old will I be tomorrow? You know, we were going to we were going to prompt that no matter what. So I'm glad we're on the same wavelength, Corey. Um, Scoots, I'm I'm curious what your guess is going to be. I um, I mean, I've only saw Corey's picture on his Twitter one time, so I don't I don't really have a frame of reference. Um, so don't take offense to this, Corey, but I'm going to go 43, 42, 42, oh my final answer. Scoots. <laughs> oh, that's great. I, so, Corey, I think you're – It's the deep voice. I think he's older than he is. Oh, thanks. I think you're class of 06, so I'm going to guess 35. I'm class of 04, so I will be 38 ah. tomorrow. Ah, Okay. Okay. Hey, that's so I was—we were the same wrong. number off, Roush. So suck it. You were making fun of me, and we're both four <laughs> years off. Well, I just didn't think you would be insulting the man thinking he's forty-three. <laughs> that's right. I changed it to forty. Make me older. TJ was yeah. closest. He had thirty-six. But uh, wow, this has been a lot of fun, Corey. I'm excited because not only do we get trivia next week with you, we're going to see you at Kroger Field for the that's opening right. game. Um, Will Nooner. Uh, we we can talk more about that next week because I'm I'm curious what your 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 psyche is going into games and how that actually all works when you're upstairs because I see you working but um, kind of like me like people see me quote unquote working but like what is that guy really doing so fascinated by your stuff glad to have you on the show can't wait to have you back on next week Corey Price ladies and gentlemen thank you sir as always appreciate it and uh, happy early birthday thank you. And I am not 42, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, Corey. Oh. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Corey Price, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that was great. Great stuff, as always. Um, let's get to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, Billy Big Blue says, was it Dwayne White? I think that was the UofL player's name. Don't Google the fact check. Uh, Dwight Freeney. No, not Dwight Freeney. That was the Colts guy. It was Elvis Doomerville. TJ looked it up. He had a six-sack game against UK back in 05. Six-sack game? Yeah, six sacks in a game. Sheesh. It was, it was, it was embarrassing. Uh, yeah, uh, another t- – Billy says, I hate to send three in a row, but don't sleep on my Raiders. going to surprise you. Offense is going to be great, and the D-line is going to cause problems. Um, I'm sleeping on them. I'm fading them. I'm betting under their win total. They stink. Who – so. Who has a better chance to surprise people this season, Roush, uh, the Raiders or Steelers? Steelers. Mike Tomlin. Like, it's very – it's, it's pretty simple. Josh McDaniel sucks as a head coach. Mike Tomlin's been 500 every year he's been a coach. So, uh, and, and yeah, and I, I at least like – like, T.J. Watt is an MVP caliber edge. I know Max Crosby's good, but, like – the Steelers still have some quality football players yeah. out there. It's not like the Raiders. So, yeah. I, uh, yeah, definitely the Steelers there. Uh, I agree with Scoots. My coworkers were saying they can't do this or that because of their kids. I can't work Saturday because the kids have stuff. You can do it. Uh, nope, not my problem. You have kids. <laughs> It goes on to say, and by the way, I have absolutely no ill will toward those people. I would do the same, but I'm not doing a lot more work just because you have kids. And that's that's really what it comes down to for me, is I'm not going to pick up the slack elsewhere and do more work than I would normally have to because somebody called out 
to take care of their kid. Yeah, and that's just it's got to be tough when um when you're in like a smaller sort of business. Yeah. I mean, like around here, if Scoots, if you had a kid being sick, who's going to produce anything? Which, by the way, um, I learned this on the Rutherford show. Yes, I was also listening to the Rutherford show. Scoots, Man. P. Diddy from the city is leaving the Big X to go to ESPN. Is he? That's what they were saying. That that he's going to be over at 680. He's... Do we have trouble in paradise here? Is this another Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Rodgers situation? You know, I think it might just be a situation where we're getting a little too friendly with those guys over there because I was going to save this announcement for tomorrow, but I will actually be on their station Saturday night calling the Louisville City game. So seems like we may may have a new partnership. Is it partnership or is the 680 just taking over? Is this going to be the Round Daddy morning show? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh my goodness! <sighs> That's wild. Shame, I hadn't, shame. hadn't heard that, but good for him. I know your name. Shame, shame. I know your name, Scoots. Uh, NFC East. NFC East. Yes. Are, the Eagles are the big favorites. Yes, they're going to be good as they should be. I'm. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know how I can feel about picking them to just like repeat in the NFC. It just, it doesn't, it's not, it's not like something I have a strong opinion about. So I can't have that take, but I do have a bet, a very strong take I have on a bet in the NFCs. And that's Micah Parsons to win defensive MVP. Um, I had that stat yesterday, remember about uh, edge rushers always winning? Yeah. He's so freaking good he that is. like I just, He's due to have a, an awesome year and just win this award because he does so much. And the Cowboys, like, all of their success is basically in spite of their quarterback. Um, Jack Prescott is just very pedestrian. Um, but they're going to be fine enough. They'll be in the playoff hunt. And I think Micah Parsons is going to be so good. He's going to will them to, like, a wild card win. Isn't he still super young, too, like in his third or fourth year? I think it's year three yeah, okay. for him. Um uh, yeah, I mean, he was teammates with Lil Evis at Penn State. So, um, yeah, very, very good ball player. Um, Washington, I'm hoping that Chris Rodriguez could be in the rotation there. Um, Jamin Davis, I haven't seen the latest on his car trouble stuff, but he was Washington's leading tackler last year. Um, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of hope for them to actually be good, but I am just glad that like we missed when the Redskins were the one of the class teams Ooh. of the NFL. Ooh, you mean Commanders? Yeah, but back then you're were, being offensive. You're being offensive, bud. But the, I mean, that was like <laughs> a very proud franchise, and it was, Dan man. Daniel Snyder just ruined them, wrecked them. So I'm like, it, it's I if for nothing else, I am excited to just see a resurrection of that fan base, even if it means they're going to have to eat some crow this year. Cause I don't, I don't think they're going to be great. Um, but you know, uh, it, it's one of the, it's one of those things. Like it just, it, it, it will make me happy knowing that, uh, fans have something to cheer for, um, ever so slightly. Uh, the last one, the, the New York football giants, I guess Dayball's just a good coach. Um, but, uh, 
a team has not won back to back in the NFC East in so long. Scoots, if you've got to pick a team besides the Eagles to win it, I think I'm going to pick the Giants in Dayball really? just because they've got some receivers now. Um, I forgot who it's 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 actually going to tick me off who they they got Jalen Hyatt in the draft. Wondell Robinson is going to be healthy in a couple of weeks. Um, their, their big problem last year was injuries down the stretch. They just they they had no receivers. They say healthy. I, I think Gi- Giants win the division would be. I mean, they're po- eight eight and a half plus eight fifty. That's a fun just sprinkle. Um, yeah, fun I, sprinkle. There. I'm on Team Cowboys in that division, and I don't I don't like the Cowboys. I never have. I just don't believe in them. Never have. But I, I just for whatever reason, I'm thinking they're going to have a pretty good season this year. Turn it around a little bit. But I do I do like the Giants as well. They they do have some good pieces, and with Saquon coming back. He can be a valuable guy. So, yeah, it should be fun. That's that's going to be a really fun division as long as the Eagles don't run away with it. NFC North, I, I don't – like, it's it's very good from top to bottom. I, okay, very good might be a stretch, but, like, <laughs> I hate that I'm falling for the Packers. Like, I, their offensive line is really good, and that's what you need for a first-time starting quarterback. But this division – I mean, they're the longest shot to win it at four to one. Um, it's going to be spread p- pretty evenly. I loved DJ Moore getting traded to the Bears. Yeah, he's looks Scoots, good. Where, where is he? Um, Where's he going in drafts? In your experience, that's that's one of my. <sighs> oh man, I don't know if I can tell you the answer to that, Ralph. Because I bet I bet it's all over the board. It it yeah, but. it kind of is. I mean. I don't, and that's kind of the player that DJ Moore has been his whole career, no? Like, you don't really <laughs> know what true. to expect out of him. It was the same thing when he was in Carolina. Like, some drafts would take him high, some drafts would wait, and, and you'd get him at the bottom. So, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. But he is going to be a guy that's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, if you look at the Bears' other receivers, you've got Mooney and Claypool, which Mooney and Claypool don't really do anything for him. No, no, so, they don't either. DJ yeah, Moore will. Get a ton of targets. Yeah, he'll have opportunities for sure. And like their offense scored a lot of points last year. Was their defense that was just abysmal. So uh, that that's one I'm going to circle in the fantasy, um, in the fantasy football drafts. Um, aside from that, Amon Ross St. Brown is curious to me too because the Lions also were a high scoring team. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to stop, but I. I saw he has a prop bet six and a half for touchdowns um, was the line, and I felt like asking for more isn't too much because he he's going to be a go to guy up there. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's an exciting division. Justin Jefferson is going to get a ton of targets. Uh, I'm I'm curious though, like Kirk Cousins, it's his final year of his deal. Is he going to end up flaming out? This is the, this is though the most fun division in all of football, and I hope it gets. The AFC and NFC North, two most fun divisions of football. I hope they get a ton of shine in primetime instead of just a bunch of Washington Eagles games. Hot or take. Cowboys, Giants. Hot take for you, Roush. Kirk Cousins, this is his last year. Period? Period. He's going to retire. After watching the quarterback show on Netflix, I just feel like that guy. all that guy wants to do is be at home with his family. So I, I think this is the last year for him. Interesting. Interesting. Well, um, what else is interesting is the salsa at Salsaritas. I've tried to make mm. my own homemade salsa scoots. It's well documented. Uh, and I also tried Serrano peppers for the first time just by themselves to see how hot they are. Pretty hot. Pretty hot. <laughs> and I think that's what is injected into 
the Salsaritas hot sauce because it's got lots of flavor, but it isn't too overpowering. And that's why Salsaritas, it's simply the best. Salsa is so good. It's in their name. And it's a, it's a really hot day today. So cool down with some of their fresh guacamole. Blue Powerade for Mr. Blue Powerade's house. Um, they've got two locations. Cool down inside at the one in St. Matthews or just keep on rolling through the drive-thru in Middletown. Download the app before you go. Salsaritas, it's simply the best. We're going to get to our final break. Come back. Get to more on the Thornton's text line. We got plenty of great takes in there as well as the latest on Kentucky football and much more right here on Kentucky Road. That's my house and that's my car. That's my dog in my backyard. There's a window to the room where she lays her pretty head. I planted that tree out by the fence not long after we moved. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Bruce Springsteen, the boss, here on the Big Ass. Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen here. Rolling you through your Thursday. Exciting show. We're only eight days away from the Big X Sports Radio Golf Scramble. Get your team in now. Big X Scramble at Yahoo.com. Going to be a fun way to kick off the college football weekend, the first big weekend, week one. And you're going to want to rock your Shady Rays out to the golf course. They got some new polarized lenses too, Scoots. I, I apologize for not having the exact branding of it, but um, they've got this new product. And I, I tried on Drew's sunglasses, and they're even like they're like super duper polarized. They make the colors more vibrant. They're incredible, and you can get them incredibly at twenty five percent off when you use promo code Big X at checkout at are, shadyrays.com. Are they the big ones that like cover your whole face, make you look like Kenny Powers? Uh, these lenses go on variety of different sunglasses. That's just one of the styles they have. They have many gotcha. different styles. Okay. Yeah. So we, yeah. Shady Rays actually got brought up at guys night last night. So I had my dad and my brother were both on the Shady Rays website, checking out their selection. And my brother was going to get this pair that covered basically his whole face. I was like, God, I was like, you can't get those. I mean, they were good looking glasses, but they were just, they were not the right style for him. So I tried they to talk him out of them. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate you. Given that insight, we all need a friend to, to be honest with us. Absolutely. And now I'm here to be the friend that tells you that two weeks from today, do you know what that is, Scoots? Two weeks from today would be uh, September 7th. Yes. You know what's happening September 7th? I don't know how that's significant. Nope. It's the first day that we can go to Churchill Downs or any one of your racetracks and place a legal sports wager oh, in nice. the state of Kentucky. Nice. Yep. Andy Bashir is going to make the first ceremonial bet at 10 a.m. Uh, but Churchill unveiled their plans for, like, here's what we're going to do. Uh, their sports book is going to be in the second floor clubhouse at the Aristides Lounge, which I'm sure many of you all have been in before, where they've got the big TV setups. Um They've also they're gonna have the winter circle turfway. They they own six different properties across the state um, where you'll be able to wager in person for those first two weeks, um, and then they're licensing through FanDuel, Fanatics, and Penn. 
um, which will end up being ESPN bet once once mobile goes live a few weeks later. The only thing I'm worried about, Scoots, they said they're going to have 15 kiosks at both um, here and the whatever the what, what's it called, the Derby City Gaming yep. on popper level. Uh-huh. Doesn't sound like a lot, and I I think it could work if half of those are betting windows, actual people pushing the buttons for you. But I worry about people who are not technologically savvy getting up there and then just like not being able to place bets or taking forever, and then the lines are out the door. Well, so I've been to the place over here, the betting parlor over on this side of the river a number of times, and I, th- I want to say they have about the same number, about 16, maybe even 20, and those machines are always packed. So I agree, 16 does not seem like enough. They will have a, a teller at a window probably, but there's, I mean, that one, maybe two. At most, so. And so I mean, it's just it's just not enough. It's going to yeah. be a disaster. And that same night, Louisville is opening their home season right next door. Yeah. Uh, so I would think that there would be a lot of people who would try to like, you know, what? Well, let's go place a bet and have a beer over at the sports book, and then walk on over to to watch uh, Louisville Murray State. So I, I'm worried about it being a disaster. I do like that. I mean, once this thing gets rock and roll, and they're going to have like express parking, bet and jet sort of deal but by the time that things die down you're just going to be able to bet from your phone so it won't it won't really matter speaking of uh, disaster roush i've got a question for you so okay i have a winning ticket from the kentucky derby can i still cash that oh yeah of course how long how long do i have to cash that eternity i think i don't i don't i don't think they ever go back oh so it's not but like I mean, it's not like lottery or if it's like so no. for lottery if a game's been gone for six months or whatever you can't cash that ticket anymore yeah and that's different because it's like the actual game but like the parimutuel pool it's still out there um because i mean you gotta think about it derby there's plenty of people that that's their only time to the track yeah and they'll have tickets like, oh, crap, I guess I'll go back the next time I'm at Derby and cash them. So, yeah, you're fine. Okay. Uh, which, that is one thing that's going to be great. Um, it's not the opening kickoff, but it's the first Thursday night football in prime. You're going to be able to go to $2 beers at Churchill Downs September 13th and then also have the sports book there um, to be able to place bets. So, that's that's going to be cool. Sounds dangerous. Let's see. Slash incredible, just stay there all night and like because you could theory just like watch the game there and do live betting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I'm glad. I'm so glad this Ooh. is finally coming for you all. I know. I, I can just hear the. A... I can hear the excitement in your voice, and that's you know going back to the kiosk discussion. That's why 16 is not going to be enough because you Kentuckians have been salivating for this for so long now. Yeah, yeah, and then add to it too. Um, if you're a fan that's in the stands at Kroger Field, you don't have to like you can just go buy a beer if you want a beer. You're not gonna have to do a bunch of bull crap. Like we've been jumping through so many hoops as sports fans, whether it's to pace a place a just to place a bet and get a damn beer at a game. It should not be that hard to just make a couple bets and drink some beers. Cause you know what? People have been doing that for hundreds of years. Ever since there was athletic functions, people have been drinking beer and people have been betting on them. And now we finally get to do that as Kentucky fans, and I just I'm so happy for it. So we talked about those Bud Light aluminum bottles with the Kentucky logo on them yesterday. Isn't it funny that they were a year ago did not sell beer in their stadium, and now they're just all in? Like, yeah, let's just put the logo on Bud Light cans. Heck yeah, 
That's how it works, man. That's, you got to play the game. They're playing it. Um, before we wrap up the Thornton's text line, a little basketball recruiting. Jaden Quaintance, JQ. He is going to take an official visit to Kentucky on October 20th. He tells 24-7. Um, so this guy, the reason why he's a big deal, not only because he's a six foot nine center, not the biggest guy, but top 15 player in the country, top five center. He's a big deal because of his age. He has to play two years of college basketball. So if you can pick up this recruiting win, Missouri and Ohio State are also in on the Raleigh native. You got to you got to you got to a forward for two seasons. So something to keep in mind. Here's oh my gosh, Scoots. Okay, I'm gonna lay this out for you. He goes to Word of God Christian Academy. Do you know what other famous Kentucky basketball player went to Word of God Christian Academy in Where, Raleigh, North Carolina? Um, no, I don't. One of the most famous basketball players of the Cal era. Anthony Davis. John Wall. Raleigh. I had two. So I that famous, had, that highlight. had two that, guesses. That very, guessed wrong. That very famous highlight video was at Word of God. Wall was a class of 2009. So that was 15 years ago. That means that he would have been, this kid would have been three years old when John Wall was making that mixtape. Probably younger. <laughs> he, he was he was younger than Duke when John Wall was making that mixtape. So, whoa. <laughs> Time flies. Time flies. That's a name you'll keep an eye on in the recruiting circuit over the next few months. But let's get back to the Thorns text on 502 414. 1450. Um, where did we leave off? Um, number one. Oh, huh. money for nothing would be a great replacement for Grove Street Party. Well, dire straits. Come on. Number one tip of advice I give any fantasy football players draft guys that play in domes, more specifically, guys on good offenses in domes. It's a known fact that teams more. Score more points in domes than teams with open stadiums. So I guess what I'm saying is Vikings, Chargers, Cowboys, Lions, etc. That is that a known fact that dome teams score more points? I mean, I've never heard that, but it it makes sense. Less elements. I mean, I think it definitely makes sense later on in the year. But I mean, the fantasy football playoffs are over. Yeah, like with three weeks to go. So. You know, and I think some of that's a happenstance. Like the Bears and Packers, like their wide receivers have been stinky for a long time. Like it's not, I think some of this is more of like a correlation rather than a causation because Stefan Diggs was pretty good yeah. uh, for most of the year in fantasy. So was Josh Allen, and it's pretty cold in Buffalo. Texter goes on to say, leads me to my next point on why you should always hammer college football neutral site overs. chance neutral site games gets played in domes, and the teams play so much faster and more comfortable. Giving away gambling advice hurts. I'm sure you guys do it just fine on your own, but it's on topic with the previous text, and with the season starting soon, we all should make money. Louisville and Georgia Tech only at 49.5 right now. Jeff Brom offense and scripted plays from Georgia Tech and Mercedes-Benz can't reach a total of 50? Yeah, right. Ooh, I like Let's oh, hammer it. I like that. But let's yeah, hammer it. That's a good call. If I was over there, I'm I'm we're gonna be I'm gonna be in studio tomorrow. There's only one of us, so we we can deal with the broken mic. I'm gonna be placing some bets. I'm curious what that that I'm I'm trying to look it up real quick. I wonder what the Louisville team total over is as well. 
Um, but I also don't think too that like Louisville's defense, how off the stuff are they going to be right right away? I know they were good last year, but a lot of those guys are gone. Uh, we don't have team totals yet um, for that. But okay, I like I, I can get behind that theory a little bit more, Texter. The only thing I worry about is sloppy plays in week one leading to turnovers. That 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 uh, outside of that, that's really the only loophole. But you know what? On the opposite side, that leads to easier points on the other team. So okay, let's cheer for points on that Friday night, and that's a great that's a great point too because we're gonna I'm gonna be watching that football game. So like cheering for points, that's a great thing. I have a feeling I'm gonna be betting a lot of Louisville overs this year, so I don't feel. I won't feel as bad just acting like a Louisville homer. Here's the thing, though, that that kind of sketches me out with that game. Doesn't Georgia? Does Georgia still do like the triple option or or Georgia no, Tech? No, I mean, they're, they're out of that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so they're not uh, just going to be running the ball every freaking possession. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Georgia Tech. They're they're out of that. They're on coach number two. They promoted Brent Key from offensive line coach as an interim. He won more games as the interim coach than he did. They did with uh jeff collins when he was there so uh and man now the name of their quarterback transfer they got escapes me but um you know i don't think they're gonna be great in year one but i i can get behind that i can get behind that text. love it south and josh here the power k is dead and buried a bygone era futile bad football that never needs to be brought up and should never see the light of day again yeah but did you see those mo williams highlights yesterday that was pretty awesome good old mo yeah, his kid, top 75 player um, in the country, 10th ranked edge in 2025 class. Someone so. someone texted into the text line and said, Texter here. Yep, we know that. I was waiting for one of the debate moderators to respond to the candidates with, what you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points. May God have mercy on your soul. Classic uh, Billy Madison line. Great line. Um, He also said that KRC crew doesn't know what a sleeper is. Because like we're just talking about the best players in fantasy football. It's like, yeah, but I'm not I can't I can't I can't get into the weeds that far, man. If you want that, we're not we're not a fantasy football show. We can be a football show. Yeah. Happy to be a football show. Sure. Love it. It's right around the corner. Um I've Scoots, I've given you a homework assignment to have some week zero uh takes ready. Oh, I'm tomorrow. gonna I'm gonna have some takes ready. Don't you worry, pal. Okay. I'm 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 looking forward to that. We've got way too um, much money to win. Um, I guess we also missed out on the worst division in the NFC. So we can maybe talk about that too. But uh, another text from the Thornton's text line. Um, early mornings can get so old and tiring. Wish we had a Thornton's down here to get my day started. That's the South Georgia Wildcat. Well, I do not. Mark Stoops wakes up and pisses excellent in his drive for the SECs. How does his coaching demeanor and strategy for practice change to prepare our guys now the kickoff is around the corner? Honestly, what a lot of it is, Texter, they're ending earlier. Uh, they like their team. At that football practice yesterday, the Deion Walker praise was a lot. The defensive line praise was a lot. Yeah, defensive line's going to be really good. So there's a lot of confidence in that coaching staff. They're not having to really grind these guys out. In fact, they're kind of being like, all right, well, let's just – let's not overwork ourselves too much. we got a long season ahead. So 
Roush, I'm hoping you know what Billy Big Blue's referring to here, but he says that Wheatley Vodka ad reminds me of an Uncle Baby Billy jingle. Hope y'all know what I'm referring to. I have no idea. The, the, the problem is I don't know the Wheatley Vodka ad. Um, cause like, I, I mean, I hear all the ads. Is it a big X ad? I don't, I don't know. I don't know either of those things. No, it is definitely not a big X ad. Yeah. Um, the uncle baby Billy jingle is wonderful. Baby Billy Baba Bonkers. Oh, uh, that God's one. God's favorite show. Yeah. Uh, buggy bumper, that. buggy bumper, baby bumpers. I was actually I was actually trying to say that one day last week, and I was like, I cannot really remember what it was. Rubber baby bubber bumpers. Billy baby bubba bumpers. <laughs> so funny. Um, and yeah, a texture says that Shohei has a torn ligament in his throwing arm. Yeah, torn UCL. What was crazy is that they took him out, but he insisted on hitting the next inning. So, and hit a homer. Or the next game. He, he hit a homer in the game he came out of pitching. Crazy. Correct. Insane. It, but that was before he got hurt, though. Gotcha. Like he hit the homer early, tore his UCL, and then, yeah, played in the, the nightcap of the doubleheader. But the, the the part that we didn't touch on is just, I mean, he's a free agent. His value is obviously much more if he's a pitcher, but what if he can't pitch? Sure. Still a valuable player, but uh, that's it's a real shame. Real shame. And it was off off of like two weeks of rest, so you know, I guess he just he's going to need more. Like if he does come back, he's not going to be able to be a a five man rotation starter. It's going to ha- they're going to do it. It'll be like ten days, right? Hmm. They're gonna, they're going to have a lot of rest just to try to preserve his body. By the way, a little bit of clarity from Billy Big Blue. He said he's listening on TuneIn, and I guess that ad plays right before the show starts ah, every day. Every day, sense. Billy Big Blue. That makes more sense. Yeah. Well, you know, we got to play the hits. <laughs> Fellers, good morning. Rash, do you think Henry Young will get playing time this season? I think I saw the media team sneak him in one of their videos. Also, after the season, you're going to see if your bold takes were accurate or not. 11 personnel. Thanks. Y'all have a good one. That was from Levi. Thanks for texting in, Levi. That's a good idea on the takes. We'll, ha- we'll have to revisit it. The good news is, is that now that Steven's making nice graphics for us, we we'll remember what we said. Uh, but I'm 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 doubtful that Henry Young is going to play a pivotal part of the rotation just because they're so high on some of the other guys and they can play guys in so many different spots. Um so yeah, that that's one of those if he does make an impact it's I'm just gravy. Gravy on a already talented defensive line. Uh not gravy but butter. Texture says, put a little butter on the steak before you heat it up, and it will keep it moist. Ooh, that sounds great. And it will give yeah. it a little extra flavor. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. My stomach growled just by saying that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, whew. Scoots, you seem like you're a mids kind of guy. <laughs> I am. If, if you're referring to it, I think you're referring to Texture. I am furthest from a mids type of guy. Oh, man. Uh, with that, we'll end the show. It was a lot of fun. Appreciate Corey Price joining us today. We'll have a lot more in studio tomorrow. Me with Justin Kalen. I think we're going to be able to rally a guest, too. Wow. Um, now that the sports talker is uh, he's out, uh, just a bill up on Capitol Hill. So we'll have plenty more for you coming tomorrow on Kentucky Roll Call. For Justin Kalen, I'm Nick Roush. Roll Call. <laughs> Somebody, why don't you run? Oh, it's itching to have a little fun. Get my lantern, get my gun. Riddle
be treat for the morning crown.